Jessica Lyles and Kara Hodebeck. They are with Transitions Hospice. Ladies, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to talk today, when is that appropriate time for hospice care? You know, maybe somebody's been in the hospital for a while. They're noticing a bit of a change, maybe. The doctors are kind of telling them, you know, we we may not be able to do anything else. You might want to consider it. Um, When do we make that call? I mean, do we have to wait for a physician to tell us, or can we just know this may have to happen at some point, you know, how do I call? You know, how do we get this ball rolling? Well, that's a really good question, Jim, and we appreciate you asking. So um, one of the things that we're trying to do in the community now is educate people on that exact question. When is it appropriate to call hospice? And the way the referral process works is there's really no great time. It's just better to do it earlier than it is to wait. Mm-hmm. The reason we say that is because we can we can try to partner with the family with routine care visits for nursing and for medication management to help somebody live the best quality of life from the very beginning of their terminal diagnosis all the way up into the end. And what we're seeing currently is a lot of people are getting on service and they're not really um, experiencing the full opportunity of what the program has to offer. Mm -hmm. Um, We're having patients that are coming on service late and it's just giving them a few days, if that, to really understand what hospice is created for. If somebody say they maybe maybe a, you know themselves they've been diagnosed with something that is terminal, but you know the doctors haven't said haven't given a timeline. But you, maybe you're talking with your family. You know we may need to be considering this, even if it is five ten years down the road. It's never bad to have all the information up front early so you can process it when you're not having to go through the end, so to speak. Yeah. We like to say that, you know, education is power and knowing all of, you know, your options that are out there, you know, you can never go wrong with that. And if you're diagnosed with this terminal illness, you don't necessarily have to wait for the doctor to say this is the point we're at. Mm -hmm. You can seek out those answers yourself, whether you're necessarily ready to go on service or you just want to know what those answers are. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, kind of one of those conversations that's a little tough to have. I mean, you can be, you know, we said, uh, you know, at the end, a doctor has said that, or you could maybe be 60, getting near retirement, but know mm-hmm. that something may pop up at some point. I don't want my family to have to fight over this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's good to know your options. So um, like we say with hospice, we also have palliative care services as well. So someone might initially come in wanting hospice services and they might be more appropriate for the palliative program. So it's really nice to be able to have that sit down conversation with the family and the patient to kind of uncover you know, what we're, we're actually looking at. Um, physicians don't necessarily have to be the first person to mention that to a patient. It can be a friend, a family member, or it can be the patient themselves saying, I, I think it is time for me um, to lo- no longer seek invasive and curative treatment. Sometimes it's an internal um, answer that you come to on your own. Talking with Jessica Lyles and Kara Hodebeck with Transitions Hospice. And another thing that, uh, you know, patients, families need to know is, you know, no matter what, what a doctor has said or what, or what hospital or facility you may be at, you have a choice as far as to who your hospice care is. You don't have to be forced into one specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we're one of the options that are out there, and um, our level of service is, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, we have that you call, we come policy, and 
we hold true to that. So if you call us, you know, we get out to you as soon as possible, whether that be the same day. It's we're on your timeline. And it's also, you know, not just the the healthcare aspect of it, but you've also got uh, spiritual, social work, uh, all that uh, that you guys uh, offer uh, around the patient kind of circle the wagons, help help the family of this patient out. Exactly. And with that, we follow the patient while they're living. And then even after we provide a year of service for the family with grievance counseling and support. So we really want to make it a partnership to where the family feels that we're not just, you know, a medical team coming in to make sure that we're checking off a chart. We want to make sure that they're really living well um, during the time that they have, whether that's six months or five years, we want to be able to make sure we're maintaining quality of life. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. You know, is there is there a, a uh, I don't want to say a contract, but a timeline you guys work in where maybe a doctor has said, you know, patient has six months, something happens, they live for another five years. Um, you know, do you guys kind of stay with them and just kind of monitor what's going on like maybe they do they are doing better and then there you know there are some ups and downs going on that's actually a question that's asked me fairly frequently is you know how long is our service good for Mm -hmm. and you know we we do the uh, assessment to see you know yes this person's you know hospice appropriate and we have um, a recertification period that we have to go through so as long as they are still meeting that criteria and they still qualify they are on services until Mm -hmm. they decide that either they don't want to be anymore or they pass if something happens where like you like you said certain criteria maybe that criteria has stopped not on services but something has happened mm-hmm. it's fine to come back and hey we'll just pick up where we left off yep exactly so it's a lot of people think okay well this is a one-time deal you know i've i've uh, i've graduated from hospice i no longer meet the criteria and then they have a decline yet again and they're hesitant to reach out to us because they don't feel that we'll necessarily be able to bring them back on the service again. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And not only that, there's also opportunities where um, you might be going into your hospice diagnosis, not wanting to seek curative treatment and get a few weeks in or a few months down the road and realize you do want to seek mm-hmm. invasive and heroic measures. Mm-hmm. You can stop. It's an elective service. You can stop your hospice service at any time to seek curative treatment too. Kara Hodebeck and Jessica Lyles with Transitions Hospice. You know, these are just a couple of the questions we've addressed. I'm sure people have a lot of questions when they do have to consider this and are, and are, and are put in that situation. What's the best way to get in contact to find out more? Uh, one of the ways that you can contact us is by giving us a call at 877-726-6494. And then we also have our website. Transitionshospice.com. Yeah. Right. Ladies, thanks for coming in today. Thank, Thank you. you.